Eita!
gratitude, God, all that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all, to Thee. To God be the glory for the things He has done. Praise the Lord by your heads in prayer. Father, we agree with the songwriter that all glory and honor must go to you, Lord, for you have done so many great things for us. This morning we are thankful, we are grateful. For an opportunity to be saved, to be in your presence, 
and to receive again from your unadulterated, inerrant word. May our lives always be transformed as we search for thee. We find you if we search for you with all our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, we give you praise. Come Holy Spirit, works among us. Work among us now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you. You may all be seated again. Hallelujah. Well, it's a privilege to greet you and all those on Facebook and on radio as well. Um, for this morning's 10.30 service, what a blessing. We're going to miss Lolly for Christmas. I think she's not going to be here. Uh, for the, what's it? Carols by Candlelight. So any other person that can sing like Lolly must please come and see me after church so we can audition. We have a gap there. Amen. Glory to God. Well, this morning I want to, we'll be breaking bread later after the preaching of the word. I want to start, uh, I say start because I, 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 I know that sometimes I don't finish uh, in the short time I have what I want to share with you. So maybe it will be a second part. Just how the Holy Spirit leads. Always how the Holy Spirit leads. Amen. Hallelujah. But it's a privilege to be in God's house, isn't it? It's an honor. You'll only miss something when he's gone. So we are thankful. We are always grateful to be here. I want to start to talk to you about a sermon called How to Turn Your Mistakes into Miracles. How to Turn Your Mistakes into Miracles. And I believe it's a very important teaching because uh, we don't want people to have a misconception about the preachings from this church. I do know that the preaching sometimes can seem very hard because the standard of God is a high standard. Amen. The standard of God is God's ways are much higher than our ways. And His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. However, you must understand that the church is not for perfect people. Amen. God accepts you with all your mistakes just like you are. Hallelujah. And then from there, He wants to start a new work in your life. To transform you, to rearrange you, to turn you upside down, inside out. From a disaster to a pastor. Hallelujah. And God can do it. And He's willing to do it. And uh, I want to assure you that you are at the right place. We cannot sugarcoat the Word of God. You understand? It's like the pill is bitter, but we put some chocolate on it. No. We must eat it as it is. The Word of God is a medicine. And you know some medicines are not nice. 
I remember when we were small, we ran away when my mother wanted to give us medicine, especially castor oil. We had a tree in the backyard, we used to climb it. We hid amongst the leaves of the tree because we didn't want the medicine, but the medicine was for our benefit. And I often see people as we preach the Word of God, it also, the Word of God is a sword that could also cut a little bit and the cutting hurts. Are you listening? But the hurt is important so we can get to the cancer and remove it. Hallelujah. And then the healing will start in your life. So as you are here, all of you, including myself, we are not perfect. We've made many mistakes in life. But sometimes your mistakes can, can stay with you till the day you die. And you can carry uh, a guilt with you. You can carry a consciousness that troubles you. But today I've got good news that I want to show you some steps how God can use your mistakes and turn it around into miracles. Hallelujah. I want us to, to turn our Bibles to Proverbs 24, 16. And also Psalm 37 verse 23. How to turn your mistakes into miracles. Proverbs 24, 16 declares, For a just man falls seven times. How many times? <laughs> but he rises up again. Hallelujah. A just man falleth seven times. And rises up again. Beautiful. And then Psalm 37 verse 23. The word of the Lord says. The steps of a good man. Are ordered of the Lord. And he delighteth in his way. Though he fall. He shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him. With his hand. Glory be to God. Isn't it wonderful that God can restore a fallen man? This is the message of salvation. The message of hope. That in case you have fallen by the wayside of life, dreams and visions shattered, you are broken inside. You don't have to stay in the shape that you're in. The potter wants to put you back together again. Hallelujah! Because all men fall, but great men get up again. All women fall, but great women get up again. Glory to God. There's a song that uh, Dottie Rambo wrote. She said, I'm only human. I'm just the... A woman. And then she, 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 the other one says, Remind me, dear Lord. You know that one? Remind me, dear Lord. Yeah. All these things that I love, I hold so dear to my heart. They just borrows, they're not mine at all. But she says, the songwriter said, Sometimes I forget that I'm just human. And humans forget. So remind me, dear Lord. Humans forget. Humans are ungrateful. Humans are unthankful. Humans fall and humans fall into sin. Mistake is a sin. 
We call it a mistake. <laughs> Are you here? So it's part of our daily lives. It happens on the job. It happens when we choose friends. You choose the wrong friend, you made a mistake. Some ladies chose the wrong boyfriend. Mistake. Some chose the wrong husband. That's the difficult one, that one. Hmm. Some of us make mistakes with money. Is that you? You made a financial decision, but it was the wrong one. Don't worry, you're not alone. I've also made financial mistakes. Yeah. I've also chosen the wrong friend. It's later when you find out, hey, this is not a good friend. But sometimes it's, sometimes, however, unfortunately, I must also say, it becomes almost like too late. There are some mistakes you hardly can turn back from. There are some that you can hardly ever turn back from. That's why persistent warnings from parents, pastors, leaders, is to save you from certain errors that cripples you for a long time. Are you with me? But I want to tell you that many preachers who walked on the platforms, they come from very difficult background. Some of the greatest preachers were some of the worst sinners, if I might put it that way. Including the Apostle Paul who speaks about how he did all these things, but he did, not, he did it in ignorance. But the Lord turned him around and used him as a great man of God. And God is going to use you also, despite your mistakes. Paul persecuted the church. David committed murder. Moses also was a murderer. Can you believe our greatest heroes, they made big mistakes. So don't let your mistake stop you from doing something great for the Lord. He's going to turn your mistake into a miracle. Yes, hallelujah. Yesterday's failure will come your success. And your tragedy will become your triumph. Hallelujah. The majority of your mistakes can be turned around. And you can change the direction of your life. You see, that's the important part of making your mistake turn into a miracle when you change the direction of your life. It doesn't mean because you made the error, you constantly go in that direction. You need to make the change. And I'm, the, 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 my sermon is called, How You. You see, how you can turn your mistakes into miracles. Because as for God, there's nothing impossible with Him. Oh no, He wants to do it for you. He surely wants. But there's a little part you must play. You see, so now it is about... Does God? Yes, He wants to. Can God? Yes, He can. But you is asking you for something small. And you will see that thing that you thought was the end of your life. It's not the end. It's just a stepping stone to something very great. Hallelujah. How is going to turn your mistake? Whether it was a teenage pregnancy, whether it was a bad marriage, whether you went through a divorce, whether you went into gangsterism, it's not the end. Whether you were into drugs, it's not the end. God is turning it. And you'll be a great person in the Lord. Hallelujah. You can change 
the direction of your life. You can step out of failure into a victorious, successful life. Hallelujah. God knew we will make mistakes. God know we are human. So we have the plan for turning our mistakes into beautiful miracles. I give you some points that you must do. Are you, you want to hear what you must do? Number one, you must accept that you are human. Accept your humanity. Accept your humanity. You are not God. Neither am I God. I wish I could never make mistakes. How many of you like me, you always regret when you made a mistake? Say, hey, I wish I can turn back the time. Turn back the clock of time. I think there's a song, Turn Back the Hands of Time. Isn't there a love song like that? And then I will love you over again. Something like that. If, if I could turn... Do you know what? You, you used to sing these in your, in your unbeliever days. Turn back the hands of time. But that's when we regret, isn't it? But regret is not a bad thing. Murdoch said, regret is good because it shows you are learning. So as you begin spite cry, I must not have made that thing. But it's a good thing for you. Are you with me? But the first thing I want to tell you is, number one, you must accept your humanity. You might look like an angel, but there's no wings on your back. We can all see. Turn around, there's no wings on your back. You're not an angel. It's only makeup you've got on. Now we think you're an angel. Hmm. So what is the possibility of you making a mistake in life? 100%. Not 50%, 100%. You will make a mistake. Amen? But God has already anticipated you're going to make a mistake. Isn't God great? Listen to Psalm 103. Psalm 103 verse 13. He says, Like a father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. For he knows our frame and he knows and remembers that we are dust. Hey! God knows we are from dust. Hallelujah. Some people hide behind it and they say, I did it but I'm only human. That's sometimes a flimsy excuse, isn't it? We can't use it as an as a escape for everything we do wrong. But we do know we are human. But you must be motivated to go higher, not keep saying, it's because I'm human. <laughs> you can't use it all the time. Hallelujah. But you must know that you are who you are. Accept yourself. Don't, don't, don't live with regret. Accept that because you are a human you will make mistakes and I've accepted it. It's not nice, it's not good, it's not a good, it's a bitter experience, but I've accepted it. The first key you must accept is that you are a human being. Hallelujah. You are not God. You live in a sinful world. David said, he said, in sin did my mother conceive me. Hey! In sin was I born. All around, all around is just Sinful influences. I turn around. That's why Samuel's mother rather left him in the temple. <laughs> Have you heard the song? You are my hiding place. I'm safe in you. 
Because I'm left here in this Delph or Belha, or wherever I come from. The sinful experiences, the temptation, the negativity, it's too much for me to bear. He said, you are my hiding place. You are my, I want to hide in you. He said, in Psalm 91, he said, I even scale in the other worcester. You who hide, you who abide in the secret place of the most high God. You see? So sometimes to run from mistakes, you hide. We are fasting tomorrow. It's tomorrow the 7th. Yes. Up to Wednesday. It's a good time to run away and hide. Are you with me? But don't be afraid. You are only human. Tell your neighbor you're only human. You're only human. You look like an angel, but I see you are only human. Number two, and this is a hard one, but receive it. You must admit your mistake. Most people don't get healings because this part they can't do. They don't want to say they made a mistake. Then they go into the demonic sphere of lies. Are you listening? Admit it. Recognize and confess it to yourself. Three people you must confess to. Number one, yourself. Many people lie to themselves. They have, they're doing wrong, but they say to themselves. Do you know you can speak to yourself? David said, oh, so why are thou downcast? He spoke to himself. You can speak to yourself. And you can tell yourself, they do not forget But once you admit your mistake, you must first admit to yourself. Yeah, the Bible says in Proverbs 28 verse 13, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. Are you listening? If you cover your sin, you will not prosper. But if you confess and forsake them, Hallelujah! God will have mercy on you. Glory! So you're human, you made a mistake. Say, I made a mistake. And confess to yourself, this thing that I've done is not right. You see, otherwise what will happen, you justify what is wrong. And you lie to yourself. You know, you can lie so much to yourself that later you start to believe their own lie. You think you're Superman, but you're not Superman. (laughs) I've heard people who jump from bridges and they broke their legs. And he said, no, I thought I was Superman. Now, you mustn't only confess to yourself, confess your mistake to God. 1 John 1 verse 9, 1 John 1, he says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. This is good news, you know, whatever your mistake, God will forgive you from your mistake. No one forgives like God. Oh, hallelujah. Men, men will carry you in the heart. That's what the Bible says. It's better to fall into the hands of God than into the hands of a man. Yeah. God will forgive. God is a forgiving God. He says, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You don't have to live with your mistakes and go to, 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 to the grave with it. God will forgive you of your mistakes. God will wash you so clean. It is as as if He has not known your sin ever. 
The Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, so the Lord has separated your sins from you. And to the deepest parts of the sea, He has thrown it there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Number three, who must you still confess to? Confess your mistakes to others who were damaged by your mistake. Now, with the more list of what Pastor Johan learned, I believe this is a very good teaching to heal a lot of our people from the, 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 the guilt you are walking in, the bondage you are walking in. You don't confess necessarily your mistakes to everyone. Are you listening carefully to me? But the people that are affected by what you did, it is important to confess to them. Mark 11:25, when you stand praying, Forgive. And if you have anything against anybody, you must also forgive that your Father which is in heaven may forgive you. But now listen carefully. There are a few exceptions. I want to help you with this. Sometimes when you speak to people, you cause more damage than good. Are you listening? Yes. When your confession would do more to destroy faith and confidence in somebody else's mind, then rather confess to God alone. Are you listening to you, Pastor? Once God has cleansed you and forgiven you, it's not always important that you have to tell somebody your stories. Just move on with your life. Amen? Because people can hold you to your story and you have forgotten about it. But people don't forget. Yeah. And some mistakes are not necessary to tell to everyone. Are you with me? So very important. Proverbs 10 verse 19 says, In the multitude of words, they wanteth not sin. But he that keeps his lips is wise. Amen. I, I just hope you understand the context of what I'm saying because sometimes... You are confessing everything to everybody, but it's not helping the people. It's causing confusion in the minds of people. Hallelujah. As the Heere klaar met jou afgerekenheid, klaar met jou gedeel, ons gaan aan. Praise the Lord. You need to get victory over your past. When they spoke of Mary Magdalene, the scripture puts it in brackets, of whom, out of whom came seven devils. Maar zij was as aan. Graf toe het sy gegaan om die Heere te sien opstaan. Hulle sê, hy was sewe duivels aan En hulle sê, elke vrouw het minstens sewe duivels. But she didn't stay back. She kept going. She kept working with Jesus so much that she, she, she was the only woman, the first person, the first human being to see him rise from the dead. He gave it to Mary Magdalene, out of whom came seven devils. He didn't keep a mistake against her. He displayed himself. He came to her in the greatest glory of the resurrected body. Mary Magdalene. Not John the Beloved. Not Peter the Great. A woman out of whom came seven devils. Sister, I don't know how many devils are in you this morning. But Jesus will appear to you. Jesus will manifest himself to you. Your mistakes are forgotten. 
Your mistakes are in the deepest parts of the ocean. Don't stay on your mistakes. It's time to move on. Press to a higher calling. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Number three. I'm helping you how to turn your mistakes into miracles. You admit you are human. Even though you don't want to make mistakes, but it's a part of our life. Number two, you confess to yourself, to the Lord, and sometimes to people, especially if it has hurt the people. You must bring healing. Are you with me? But number three, you must assign the responsibility of the mistake to those truly responsible. I will repeat it again in, in case somebody is taking notes. Assign the responsibility of the mistake to those truly responsible. And I'm going to speak to some of the parents here just for a minute. If others are involved with something bad that happened, you must allow them to accept their share of the blame. Are you with me? Sometimes people take all the blame on themselves and they never recover. But was he not say what betrokken was with the things? For all as our kinders geboren is and there was sex involved, it takes two to tango. They brought a woman to Jesus caught in adultery and they wanted him to stone her. But the Bible doesn't once ask where is the man that was caught in adultery with this woman. It was just the woman that was now to be blamed. And I love that story because Jesus said, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. Change. Change. I don't, he, he, they all left and Jesus was the only one that could actually throw a stone because he was with no sin. But he said, woman, I also don't condemn you. Go, you are free. Today, Jesus is setting many people free from the guilt of your mistakes of the past. Your mistakes has been turned into miracles. Hallelujah. You see, if you take the blame for others, then a root of bitterness will start to grow in you. They say, I let free come. They came free. Everybody's blaming me. You've taken the blame, but you carry bitterness inside of you. You see the danger of that thing. So this point three is important. You must assign the responsibility of the mistake to those truly responsible. You also get self-pity later. And you add, if you if you tell people that they are they are they are they they must own up to their mistake, what happens is that you add to their success by forcing them to account for themselves. People must account for themselves. A lot of the uh, uh, our people just like to say, I don't know, I see I see Have you heard that thing? I see Now, parents, they always cover for their little children. Is it true? I don't know Parents always cover for their children. And they destroy their children's chance 
to become mature. Are you listening? When people come to your house to tell you what your child did, the first thing you think is to defend your child. Today's parents are like that. I don't know why. My wife always tells me, this person doesn't want to hear anything bad about her children. And you see, you are destroying your child's opportunity to learn from his mistake. Because you're covering for him all the time. Yeah. And that's how children turn into scholars and into gangsters. Because mom is always hiding their stuff. There's a written newspaper when somebody gets shot. The, the first thing you, you'll hear people say was not the gangster. They had it on TV. I mean, you also, a lady was killed in Durban the other day. Uh, the, 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 the car, the hearse that took her to the grave. I don't know if I've ever seen a hearse like that. Like it comes out, the coffin spins, comes in, the coffin pulls back, the doors flip open. It's the most expensive hearse I ever saw. And they said, no, she was an ordinary woman. She was a good woman. She never did anybody harm. But the gangsters put a hit on her and they killed her. And the mother was talking. My child did not wrong for nobody. You know how the, how the Durbanites speak. What them talking? What them talking? My child didn't do no wrong for nobody. My child was a good child. I said, you see now. You cover the mistake of the child. That's why the child could never come right. The child could never take responsibility for her actions and develop and grow into a deal, something good. You're always covering. Your child is an angel. Look, I was a school teacher. I was a school teacher many years. And always parents could not understand how naughty their children are. And then parents would always blame the teacher. Say, no, they are picking on my child. Your little angel. You must allow your angel to accept responsibility when they make mistakes. To say sorry and to say thank you. But we don't want to assign the responsibility to the correct people. Are you learning something? A woman said to a pastor, I must go and get my husband out of the Shabin tonight. He's drinking again. But the pastor said, why? Why must you take him out? If you keep cushioning the fall, he will never quit jumping. You've got to let him fall hard and hit the ground that he learn his lesson. Otherwise, you will never actually help him. Are you listening? Only when he's fallen hard will he now start to see he must reach for the top. So mummies, I know many of you struggle with drug addicted children. I know, by God's grace, I didn't have the problem, but I know it's common in our community. Sometimes you must apply tough love. Don't shield the mistake, see? So when the police come, you're forever saying, my country, my country. I once went to prison, not myself, I went to visit someone in prison. But it's not wrong to go to prison because Paul also went to prison in case you are thinking something's wrong. Peter was also in prison. I went to visit someone in prison. And while I was sitting and waiting in the line, because you must have your ID, many things you must have to visit. You must all go visit prisoners. It's part of what the Bible asks us to do. I went to visit one of my church members, a BMI member. <coughs> yeah, while I was outside, I just heard on the other side, mercy, forgiveness. 
leave. So I knew it was a BMI member on the other side. <laughs> but while I was sitting there, I'll never forget, there was a father sitting next to me and I was talking to him about this girl. About this. He told me his daughter is in prison. And then as I was talking to him, I asked him, would you like her to be, to be out, to come out? Are you praying for her? He said, no, 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 no. He said, no, 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 no. I'm not praying for her to come out. This is the, this is the right place for her. I, I, I was so surprised. He said, this place is not a jail. It's called correctional services. To correct your behavior. He said, if this child come out, she will go back to her dirty stuff she was doing on the street. His own daughter. And I realized this man is a good man. He realized that the child must learn the lessons of life. And take the responsibility for the mistake. Are you with me? He cannot not take the mistake of the child on him. And you parents that do that, you are causing your children a great harm. Yeah. It's not engelty. You can't engelty. And maybe some of you have been damaged because your parents covered for you. My father didn't have time to listen to many things. If there was even a slight chance that you did something wrong, nah. I once thought, how can I negotiate with my father to get out of something? Look, my father was very tired when he came from work. He worked very hard. So he comes home at night. And if your name is on the list, that you have made a mistake. Say mistake. You made a mistake this day. Look, there's no negotiation. Even if you feel it's not your fault. Receive it. There was no negotiation. You only had one right in my house. It was the right to remain silent. But I thank God today. Even though I thought sometimes I, that the punishment was unnecessary, I didn't die. I became a better person. Because my father didn't shield me from the responsibility I must take for my mistake. Yeah. Especially when another parent would come and tell him that we have done wrong. The Ross brothers, we were many. We've done wrong. Get yourself ready. It's coming. And it was a very difficult thing to know tonight at seven. <laughs> Something very drastic is going to happen to you. But here I stand. Because here stand I. Hallelujah. Clap for Jesus. Yes. My father did not take away my responsibility to feel the reward for my actions. Are you learning something? Let me give you a few more than we close. Number four. If you turn your mistakes into miracles, you must review the other possibilities or alternatives available to you at the time of your mistake. Sometimes, you, I'll say it again for those taking notes. Review the other possible alternatives available to you at the time of your mistake. What I'm saying is that sometimes you can be hard on yourself, but at that time when you did that thing, there wasn't much of a choice for you. 
Are you listening? You made a mistake. Yes, we agree. You made the wrong move. Yes, we agree. But what were the options at the time? Could you have done it differently? Did you do your very best? The Bible says in Luke 14 verse 28, Which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and count the cost whether you have sufficient to finish it? Sometimes what appears to be a mistake is, is the only possible decision at the time. Are you listening? So don't waste too much of your valuable time on avoidable past circumstances. Perhaps a mistake was not made at all. Perhaps that was the best that could be done then. Yes. On the other hand, you must be by carefully looking to the past, you will avoid to make the same mistake again. Are you with me? Maybe the mistake was that you found yourself in a relationship with someone you shouldn't have been. Now you've become pregnant, but how else? How were you going to get out? You already had made the error. So it's not that you could do something better at that time. That is why this pastor is always encouraging young people not to get into situations where you can't avoid the mistake. Do you understand? So if I tell you, boys, girls, it's not time for you. Why I say that? Because I know when you, once you're in the situation, then, then, I, then you can't even help yourself from falling pregnant before the time. Uh-huh. The mistake came when you didn't even listen to me. Not when you were together with your friend. Because there is nothing else you can do. The birds and the bees. The flowers and the trees. You get it? It's natural. Things happen naturally. Now, you, now you're hard on yourself. But if the mistake wasn't that. You had a relationship. The mistake was you should have not gone into the relationship. I hope you're listening to me. Because once you're there, it's nat- things happen naturally. So you, you, you blame yourself, but it's actually you couldn't do much. What you do. Say what you do. What you do. Hey, are you learning? Hmm. Number five. You must name the people or the circumstances that were influencing you when you made the mistake. Name the people or the circumstances that were influencing you when you made your mistake. One pastor once said that he missed the perfect will of God. And when they asked him why, he said he was tired. He was overtired and he made the wrong decision. He overreacted to a criticism from a disgruntled deacon. And he resigned from a church he should never have resigned from. Because God wasn't finished with him there. Hey, do you know what I'm talking about? When something happened and in the heat of the moment... You said, I'm finished here, I'm leaving. But afterwards you think, I should never have left then. It was in the heat of the moment. It was, it was this deacon. The, the, the deacon of the laken of the dragon. Is, there, is, there, is this, this person I made this mistake? Yeah. There are people that can be assigned that, 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 that were influencing you at the time of your mistake. 
That's why I, we always warn you about your friendships. Who you connecting to. The friend suddenly had an issue with the church and, and, and influenced you so badly, you also left with the person. Later you realize, I should not have done that. But it really wasn't me. It was this one that I was connected to. What was talking nonsense in my ears. Yeah. So fatigue, tiredness can make you make the wrong judgment. Are you with me? A frustrated friend. He's quiet for the cake. No, much. you so quiet for the cake. A frustrated friend is unhappy and now is bringing the gossip to you. What we call the political stage of disloyalty. And now you also agree. And when he falls, you also fall. But the mistake was actually that friend's problem. I think you understand what I'm saying. Proverbs 13 verse 20 says, If you walk with the wise, you will be wise. But the companion of fools will be destroyed. That's his, that's his scripture. That's how he move. He that walks with, with the wise shall be wise. But the companion of fools shall be destroyed. So sometimes your mistake is the influence of somebody else in your life. As he met me. That's how cigarettes and smoking starts. You didn't suddenly feel less to cigarette, is it? To drink wine, alcohol. It starts with a castle, then it goes to, 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 to drinking. Then you start beating your wife. It's all a, a, a cycle. But it, it wasn't that you suddenly felt you want to taste a castle. Castle don't taste nice. It's bitter, yes. Ask that brother. Somebody told you. Somebody said, Prua Piki. I said, Va. Is it true? Somebody said, Prua Piki. Prua Piki. Just, just, just take it. It will take all your dreams away. Like a bridge over troubled waters, I will lay me down. And now you are, you're hooked, you're a drug addict. It's affected your children, your children's children. But somebody influenced you. Oh, hallelujah. Number six, I must close, I must close. I'm helping you how to turn your mistake into a miracle. Because we're not going to stay on our mistakes. Yes, I've made it. I've confessed it. God knows it. And the people that I've done wrong, I've told them. But I'm not going to stay there. Oh, I'm not going to let the guilt keep me. The enemy wants to keep you in bondage. He wants to keep your mind there. Zij zal nooit maken. Zij zal nooit een BMI het maken. Zij gaan het maken. Ik zeg, zij gaan het maken. Halleluja. Number six. Be willing to taste the pain of your mistake. Be willing. Mistakes bring pain. You must be willing to taste the pain of your mistake. There are times that God wants us to feel the hurt of our wrongs. In Luke 15, the prodigal son came to himself when he was very hungry. 
God allowed him to become hungry so that he could start to think for himself. He said, I could have filled my, 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 my belly with the pig's food. But I must go back to my father's house. Hallelujah. What motivated him to change the pain of not having food to eat? Sometimes God wants the pain of your mistake to speak to you. Are you listening? And said, I can't do this anymore. The hunger pains is making me change my location back to my father's house. Hallelujah. Pain can motivate you. God may allow you to even crash, but it's not the end. Maybe you've crashed in your life, but it's not the end. God only allowed it to change, to make you change and turn around and come home again. Hallelujah. Actually, when you crash, they cushioned the blow. But they couldn't cushion every blow. Otherwise, you would never grow. If God cushions every blow, you will never grow. I'm a poet. Where's Calvin? Is that a good one? If God cushions every blow, you will never grow. Hey, growth is painful, isn't it? Hey, I'm telling even small things in life. You, you wonder, why must this be? And you feel pain, but you have to feel it so that you can grow. Amen? Glory to God. But I can assure you, your heavenly Father will not allow your suffering and aching to be permanent. Hallelujah. He will use it to develop humility in you, a compassion for others, and a reminder of why Jesus died on Calvary for you. Hallelujah. For the sins of the whole world. Job chapter 23 verse 10, Job said, He knoweth the way I must go. And when he has tried me, I will come forth as pure gold. Yes. I stand before you today and I've had very difficult childhood years. But I, I know the way I must go. And when I have come forth like I've come forth, it is pure go. Hallelujah. I'll have compassion with people who suffered the same that I suffered. If I didn't go through the difficulty and the mistakes, I would not have had compassion on people. Yes. So as much as I'm hard, hardness has helped me to become a successful person in this life by God's grace. I don't know softness. I just know hardness. Yeah. But I've seen the other side where softness makes no good thing out of nobody. Hallelujah. So it's very important that God will let you fall, but He's making you, He's making you, He's making you a better person. Jacob, remember Jacob had a limp. Yeah. That wrestling with God. He had a limb. But he was blessed beyond measure. The father of Israel. The father of multitudes. Glory to God. May your limb not be the end of your life. May it be the beginning. When you come back over the brook, you'll have so much to, say, to give. 
They can't, they can't go over the river at one time. It's too, too much to carry. Too much to carry. Yes. Don't, don't die in your mistake. God is turning it into a miracle. Hallelujah. Psalm 119 verse 71 says, It is good for me that I have been afflicted. Psalm 119 verse 71. Look, look at this. It is good for me that I have been afflicted that I might learn Thy ways, O Lord, thy statutes. You can say, you wish your children will never be afflicted, but they will not learn anything. They must also feel the affliction, the suffering. Makes you a better person. Hallelujah. Makes you a better person. Glory to God. And the last point, let me close with this. Stop talking to everyone about your mistake. A few good friends will gladly lend an ear as you release your hurt. You may need it with the right people. However, it is more effective to discuss it with God. In Psalm 138 verse 3, it says, In the day when I cried, you answered me, Lord, and strengthened me with strength in my soul. Stop talking to everyone about your mistake. You see, sometimes God has moved you to a new dimension. But if you keep going back to the mistake, it's like you can't move on. You need to move on. Ja, zij was a dagaroeke, ons weet. Zij het gedrink, zij het baie geseks in die ronde, ons weet. Ons gaan nie blij daar nie. Ons gaat aanbeweeg. Sometimes you can use it as a testimony to help others. But you are not going to live there. You must move on. You've sat at this mountain for too long. It's time to go forward. We all made mistakes. The person next to you has made even more mistakes than you. You don't know. The devil tells you you're the only one that is bad and the only one that has a black sheet. It's not true. It's not true. We are human with many mistakes, but God wants to move you on. So I, this last point is important as I close. Don't tell your mistakes to everyone. Of Are you with me? Psalm 34 verse 4. He says, I sought the Lord and He heard me and He delivered me from all my fears. The one you must seek is the Lord. He will hear you and He will deliver you from all your fears. Because you can display your weaknesses unnecessarily. Your mistakes are weaknesses. You don't have to come and show everybody your weakness now. Because it, what it does, it magnifies your mistake and it puts ammunition in the hand of your enemy to shoot you. Yes. So stop putting yourself down. You are not losing, but you are learning. I said you are not losing, but you are just learning. But remember the word I said, change from your wicked ways. Don't stay in what you are doing. You need to change. You see me, uh, you think, some people say I'm hard. If you honestly tell me 
your problem. I, I have no problem with you. But if you are lying and hiding and giving, not taking responsibility for your mistake, you cannot be healed. Receive it. Take it. Take it upon you. Say, it's me, Lord. It's me, Lord. I've done it. And I'm standing in the need of prayer. Hallelujah. It's not my brother, not my sister. It's me, oh Lord. I'm standing in the need of prayer. Today's Christians, it's not me, oh Lord. It's my brother, it's my sister, but it's not me, oh Lord. They're standing in the need of, let's say, your mistake. Your mistake is already not to confess it. Say it to the Lord. It's me, oh Lord. Bishop Dag said when they were young, they used to pray in circles. And everybody gets a turn to kneel at the youth prayer meeting. And then when somebody feels that you have done something wrong, whether you did it or not, you say, it's me. I feel that you lust after women. Say, it is true. Then you must say in the middle, you are kneeling and they are all laying hands on you. They are praying for you. It's a prayer meeting. You can't stand up there and say, nobody stood up and said, no, 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 you are all wrong. You are false prophets. They said, you are lusting after the buttocks. He said they would say, it is true. They said what? It is? It is true. I am lusting after the buttocks. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Hey! You are not losing. You are just learning. Amen? Yes. Proverbs 9 verse 9 If you give instruction to a wise man He will become wiser Teach a just man And he will increase in learning So you can talk about your past When it matters And when you are teaching people lessons Are you with me? But don't keep bringing up your past Your past is forgotten It's under the blood now it's time to move forward. Paul said in Philippians 3 verse 13, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, say one thing, I forget those things which are behind me. Oh, it's beautiful this verse. Look here. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. I'm not what I should be, but I'm not what I used to be. Hallelujah. I, I am forgetting the things which are behind me. And I'm reaching forth unto the things before me. Beautiful. Verse 14. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling. I press, I press, I press. I want you to press towards the mark of the high calling. Don't stay in your mistakes. You see, BMI is a church that teaches the full word and the, the truth. And the truth sometimes hurts. Because we don't, the word is a mirror. The mirror, if you see, say, hey, my harmony is suvis. So when we're preaching the word, you, if you get hurt, you see, it's because the humility is gone. Just say, it is me. It is me, O Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. If you have such an attitude to the preaching of the word, the healing will come to you and you will be pressing forward. I press, 
I press, I press, I press. Yeah. I press for the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Verse 15. Let us therefore as many as are be perfect, be thus minded. And if anything be otherwise minded, God shall reveal it to us. But we are pressing forward. Glory to God. And the last scripture I want you to remember is Isaiah 43 verse 18. Remember not the former things. Don't consider the things of old. The Lord says, I'm going to do a new thing in your life. Hallelujah. I don't care if you were a prostitute or a mandrax user. It doesn't matter. God wants to take your mistakes and turn it into miracles. Yes. And He wants you to press forward. You will only use your testimony if it's going to benefit people. You're not going to be walking around with guilt telling everybody, about your mistake. Your mistake is in the past. Remember not. I do a new thing. It shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? it will, I will even make a way in the wilderness. Hallelujah. And rivers will be in the desert for you. Glory to God. Imagine I must stand and tell everybody the mistakes all the time. I will never press forward. But I'm pressing on. And I want you to press on also. We're pressing on towards the mark of the upward call. I only did about half of the points I want to give you. If God spares me next week, I might, if the Holy Spirit allows, I'll give you more. How? We are turning our mistakes into miracles. No, no, we're not going to stay there. Brother, we won't see you like you were. We have moved forward. A new thing. A new thing. Now, sometimes your old friends can't handle the newness in your life. That's why you just move on. You just move on. You don't, you don't always have to prove to everybody. Because your old friends will remember only your mistakes. So God gives you new family. People who can receive you. People who can admire you. People who can value you. And you press on. You press on. Towards the price of the upward call. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. I press towards the mark of the high calling. I'm pressing on to reach my goal. I press towards the mark of the high calling. I press, I press, I press. Everybody say, I press towards the mark of the high calling. I'm pressing on to reach my goal. I press towards the mark of the high calling. I press, I press. One more time, come on. I press, I press, I press. I press towards the mark of the high calling. I'm pressing on to reach my goal. Alright, by your heads quickly The Holy Spirit spoke to me this morning And he said I must preach this message And I know when he says that Then there is someone That I must reach out to 
You see, many of you are not moving forward. You know what it is? Your mistakes are keeping you in the valley. But God said, I'll turn your mistakes into miracles. Stop lingering there. Behold, I do a new thing. There will be waters in the desert. Hallelujah. Fountains of living water springing up. The old places have gone. New things have come. So I'm here to pray for that person or that persons. You are stuck in a certain rut. And in your mind, maybe the enemy has told you that you can't move forward from your mistakes. But today, God sent me to tell you, you are going to move forward. Your mistakes is of the past. The blood of Jesus can cleanse all your mistakes and you can start afresh and anew. You can't stay there. Yes, you made mistakes, we all do. But there is a new dimension waiting for you forward. You need to step out. People won't recognize you in the future. You'll be much better than you looked before. You'll be a great instrument in the hand of God. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. Play for me something uh, uh, conducive. Is there somebody that says, Pastor, it is me. I, I, want, I need prayer. Then you just come stand here quickly. Step out of your seat. Just stand here. I just want to pray for you. If the Holy Spirit spoke to you while I was preaching, I don't know who you are. I'm not going to still beg you. Just quickly come. I want to pray for you. Because you made mistakes, but you're not going to stay there. God is going to turn your mistakes around. Yes, come young man, come. God is going to turn. Just stand like a meter apart. I think the elders and pastors can help me. Yes. Yes. You see what will happen is that the, the devil wants to keep you at a certain place and he tells you you can't move beyond but the, the devil is a liar. You can go beyond. Yes, you can go beyond. Say this prayer after me. Mean it with all your heart. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I've made many mistakes but I come to you today. Please forgive me of all my mistakes. I confess to you what I've done. You know me, Lord. You know me when I was in my mother's womb. You know that I am weak. I'm just a human. Today I confess my sins to you. I confess my mistakes to you. Wash me with the precious blood of Jesus. Make me a new person. Give me a new heart. Take away the guilt. Take away this feeling of guilt that I will never be somebody. I resist that feeling. I resist that thought. I receive the thoughts of God that my mistakes are of yesterday. I'm pressing on. I'm pressing on to the prize of the high calling. Hallelujah. Pressing on to reach my goal. Thank you, Jesus. The future is better than the past. I give my life to you. I submit to you. I want to serve you. Thank you for turning my mistakes into miracles. Yes. Mercy rewrote my life. 
I thank you, Lord. I bless you. Now, right where you are, I want to pray for you as you stand. Father, my mistakes. They were many. But you have turned it into miracles. Yes, my tears you have turned into joy. All my past mistakes. They were forgiven. And a new name is written. Because your great mercy rewrites my life. I pray that you deliver our people from the snares of guilt and bondage. I rebuke the demons that hold them to their past mistakes. Our mistakes are being turned this very day, this very moment. It's being turned into miracles, into testimonies of the goodness of God. The enemy has tried to destroy them, Lord, but it is you that will bring them out to take them in. Newness of life. Newness of life. Behold, I do a new thing, says the Lord. Behold, I do a new thing. Rivers in the desert. Rivers in the desert. Yes. Behold, I do a new thing. I do a new thing, says the Lord. Now it shall spring forth, and you shall know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. For you I fallen my soul. sing that last verse it, it is a beautiful verse it says my mistakes they will turn into miracles all my fears they will turn into joy Forgiven while a new name all was written. That's when mercy rewrote my life. Everybody sing with me the chorus. It says, Mercy is mercy. Oh, it rewrote. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, His mercy rewrote my life. I, I could have fallen, have fallen my, my soul. 
If you are here for the first time, is there anybody with my booklets here, please? Pastor Robin, I really need you people to be sharp and fast because I, uh, yes. If you are here for the first time and you, are, you haven't yet received a book like this, put up your hand, I want to give you this book. If you don't need to have it's free. It's just to read so that you, God can help you. Give to that lady there, please. You are blessed. Is there anybody you don't have a book? It's just to help you. Then I want, yeah, come fetch this booklet. Come. Come to me, come fetch the book. Read this book and somebody will pray with you. It's a book to tell you how you can go forward. Give that lady a book also, she's coming. Give them the books that they... God is speaking to our church and we are moving forward. Amen. We will not stay behind. The devil will not keep us guilty. We are going to go forward. We made mistakes, so what, what can we do? We've confessed it. We professed it. We are not ashamed. We are moving on. The old person is not here anymore. Hallelujah. Catherine Kuman was preaching and a woman stood up in the service and said, does the people know what you, who, who you are and what you did? Because she had divorced her husband. But God was using her mightily. And the lady stood up and so said all the filthy things about the preacher. And she turned to the lady and she said, yes, it is true. But that Catherine Kuman has died long time ago. The person standing here is a new person. So you are all new people in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Clap for the Lord. Clap for the Lord. You may go to your seats.